Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Fresh Take. This is your host, Jessica Stipe, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing carbon footprints and carbon neutrality. We have special guest, Grace Ebner from We Are Neutral. Welcome, Grace. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being here, and I also have our co-host, Isabel Aaron Subia, with us. Hello. So, Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with We Are Neutral? Of course. So We Are Neutral is a local environmental nonprofit based in Gainesville, Florida. We help people and businesses understand, reduce, and offset their carbon footprint. So I found We Are Neutral when I was a student a couple years ago at the University of Florida. I graduated with a degree in sustainability studies and minors in environmental science and business. So that kind of all encompasses what We Are Neutral does. I found them at a local community event and realized they were a tree planting organization at first. I was like, I need to get my hands dirty, kind of plant some trees in the community, see what I can do to better help the planet and just our local environment. So once I joined them on a tree planting, I just learned more and more and became an intern while I was studying my undergrad and then eventually an employee. So here I am today working with them, having a great time with it. Awesome. That's so wonderful. So for our listeners who may not be aware, can you just tell them a little bit about what is a carbon footprint? Yeah, exactly. So that's the basis of everything that We Are Neutral does, everything we're going to talk about today. So it's a great place to start. A carbon footprint is basically a representation of the total greenhouse gas gas emissions created from an activity, an event, a person, an organization, a product, you name it, anything we do, see, buy, touch, it all has a carbon footprint. It all has components that generate carbon emissions. So carbon footprint measures all of that. And there's there's quite a bit of that going on, like you said, everything that we do leaves a footprint. (laughs) When did the term carbon footprint start? So in the 1990s, the term ecological footprint came Mm -hmm. to be from two scientists, and then carbon footprint was basically an offshoot of that. Gotcha. Different kind of section of focusing on carbon emissions. That started to come about kind of in the early 2000s, where the term and concept of eco footprint was really developed. Along with it came food footprint, water footprint, all kind of different sections that you could get really familiar and specific with. Other terms in the industry like global warming and climate change, those have actually been around for a lot longer than when carbon footprint and carbon offsets have kind of hit the industry, hit everyone's user knowledge. So it's interesting to see that climate change, the term and the concept dates back to about 1950s. Right. It's definitely not something new, but what we're focusing on now is kind of human caused climate change and what carbon footprints do for that. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I mean, in, in your line of work and what you do, what do you think of the biggest contributors in carbon footprints via, you know, different activities that we just as, as 
in everyday lifestyle that we have or in industries? What do you see being the biggest contributors? Yeah, for sure. So every carbon footprint is different. Every one does different things, has different ways that they do those things. So it's very interesting to see that carbon footprints are super unique. It's really fun to see that, that no carbon footprint will look the same. If you're looking at someone's travel, you know, that's the car rides, the flights, maybe trains or bus that you take. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it's gasoline being used and burned. The way I travel is much different than the way you travel or how you even get to work, what your commute is. So carbon footprints are really different, really unique. And that's something that We Are Neutral helps people understand right away is identifying what are the biggest contributors of your carbon footprint specific to you. Normally, we start with buildings and travel. Right. Um, so looking at how the energy, electricity, water, natural gas, propane, all of that in, within a building, how that translates to carbon emissions. And then, like I mentioned, travel will often have a really large impact. Absolutely. Um, from that, you can look at maybe events a business hosts or supplies being used. It's really different for what industry, you know, if you're producing a product, you're going to have a larger of a supply right. chain than, you know, what We Are Neutral has. Um, something like that. Travel is always something I love really diving into and looking at because it can really account for almost sometimes 90% of a person or an event's carbon footprint. Like you think about large music festivals or sporting events and yes. how the large scale production really generates a lot of like electricity and uses that up. But then what about all the people coming to and from the How event? How do they get yeah. there? Right. <laughs> I Absolutely. mean, you might worry about parking, but then, you know, there's that times a million or something like that. So we really try and educate people on that, help them understand their footprint so that right. they can move forward to reduce it. Because once you know, that's when you can really kind of strategically try and do better with your environmental impact. Um, we call that sort of developing a sense of scale or a carbon instinct. Right. A lot of times we see people really worried about some of the smaller things, you know, maybe leaving the tap water on when you're doing the dishes or turning off the lights when you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then that person on the other hand, isn't looking at the eight like international flights they take a year or right. the cross country travel. Right. So it's really fun to help people understand that and to also have a better sense of that myself. It's very empowering. I would recommend that to anyone trying to reduce their carbon footprint is just really look at their lifestyle and different components. Just another one of our favorite questions that we get a lot. People come to us with these environmental inquiries is, which is worse, paper or plastic at the grocery store? <laughs> right. The fact that you drove to the grocery store is worse in that right. situation. So it's looking at it in a different lens. Absolutely. So when people come in to to talk to you guys and sit down and, and try to establish, okay, you know, what am I doing and how can I, can I, how can I change it? What does that process really look like? Do you guys have a screening system? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So the first step is looking at your carbon footprint, identifying those features. The consultation is always free. So mm -hmm. we're happy to talk with anyone, kind of go through what would be important for them and identify those features. And then once we have the data, we're able to calculate a carbon footprint and to give you kind of an illustration of, you know, you told us you were generating this many kilowatt hours of electricity. Here's right. the breakdown of it in terms of carbon emissions, kind of lay it out, all out on the table for you and also put that into relevant terms and equivalencies. Mm -hmm. 
So at the end of the process, we might say your carbon footprint is five tons of carbon emissions. Right. Well, what does that really mean? How many trees is that? Yeah. (laughs) How many miles in your car does it take to get to that point? So really try and help you understand what all of these terms mean. After we help someone understand their carbon footprint, we can then help them reduce it. So the next step is identifying components. Um, I know one of the questions to go over today is kind of how you can reduce your carbon footprint. Right. So if we see that travel's a much larger component than home energy, we're going to give you steps to take to reduce your travel carbon footprint versus home or things like that, that we can just reduce your impact as much as possible. And then finally, we get to offsetting your carbon footprint. So with that, we would tell you it takes this amount to offset your carbon footprint. We charge a per ton rate. So you would pay to offset those tons of carbon emissions. And what that means is you're supporting one of our projects that either directly takes carbon emissions out of the atmosphere or prevents them from being emitted in the first place. So that kind of gets into what carbon neutrality is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just taking responsibility for your impact and supporting environmental good that equals what you're doing. That's amazing. What are your (laughs) thoughts on this, Isabel? It's very interesting. I, (laughs) when you mentioned about taking carbon out of the atmosphere, at the beginning, before I even research about this i was like where did the carbon go and yeah. then i was like wow well it comes back to the earth yeah so the less carbon in the atmosphere the more carbon in our soils is the better also i've been researching about the agriculture industry and the huge impact it has on greenhouse gases emissions and carbon footprint um, and I think it's a very place, important place to touch on what Florida Organic Growers does, which yeah. is support organic agriculture. We cannot say that organic agriculture produces zero carbon emissions because yeah. that will be carbon neutrality, which yeah. is pretty right. hard to achieve. But it does reduce, uh, produces fewer emissions than conventional ag. Yeah, totally. We always bring that up when people... You can really go down the rabbit hole of calculating a carbon footprint or someone can really try and focus on having a natural carbon neutral footprint where they're not necessarily offsetting anything with us, but they just got there. They went total renewable, changed their whole life. But humans breathe out carbon dioxide. You're Mm -hmm. never naturally going to achieve that in some way. If you have a business, we don't want your business to stop existing. It's taking responsibility. So same with agriculture where, you know naturally the carbon cycle is there it's about kind of maintaining that cycle yeah protecting the carbon cycle and i guess Mm -hmm. by protecting the biodiversity and doing stuff that is included in organic agriculture like best practices for organic agriculture Mm -hmm. i think we help the earth with the carbon cycle too for sure um i know one of my favorites just with my environmental science background was really looking at the importance of maintaining a crop cover or mm-hmm. some sort of, yeah. you know, keep grass there. Like right. something that can store carbon is better than just leaving a field open. And I know you all would know a little more about that. Yeah, avoiding monocropping, which is like oh, one yes, definitely. crop over and over in the same land. Also no till. And as you say, cover crops, they are all great methods mm-hmm. to help with the carbon footprint. So we get back into a little bit of like the, the carbon neutrality just a, as a, a regular citizen, not somebody that, that has a business or anything like that coming to you, 
what tips and suggestions do you give people on a regular basis? Just like, you know, in their household, in their homes, um, their everyday life. I know, like you said, travel is a big one you educate people about, but what other tips do you have in order to achieve that? And then specifically, I know, like I said, that you guys said that there's a fee that you can pay for your service mm-hmm. so that you guys can start working back on, okay, well, this is what we're going to do to assist you. What specifically do you all do as well? Yeah, for sure. So we get both of those questions a lot. I always love the first part of that where what can I do to reduce my carbon mm-hmm. footprint, kind of have some tangible ways for that. And I always like to say the first point in my eyes is just being conscious about the environment. Yeah, being conscious of your choices and then taking the extra step to think how they might relate to the planet, relate to natural resources being used. I know that might seem pretty preliminary that, oh gosh, like I turned my lights on. I know where the energy comes from, but you would be surprised how many people don't really consider that step or don't have that in their mind when they're making different choices. So that can kind of really make a difference when you start being aware of carbon footprints and aware of environmental impacts. You'll almost gain this curiosity and this spark to educate yourself further and kind of make little lifestyle changes where you might not realize that, you know, turning your lights off or something like that is making a difference. But once you've thought about it, you can really move forward with that. So that's kind of like my little first answer for that. But I do have some other kind of tangible ways, definitely around the home at any building really, the biggest contributors typically, carbon emissions and using electricity come under lighting and then heating and cooling. Right. So those are two great places to start when you're looking at reducing your home's energy use, which will in turn reduce your carbon footprint. So I'm sure you've heard this before, but switch out your light bulbs to LEDs as much as possible. That can make a huge difference. We've seen Utility bills, carbon footprints reduced by upwards of 10% just on light bulbs alone. So it's a great place to start. Another fun one that kind of falls under heating and cooling that I really like is just making sure your system is running efficiently and kind of set to the right standards. I'm a renter in Gainesville, so I have no choice in what my AC or my heat kind of system is, nor do I know much about different models and things like that. But knowing the proper temperature and the level of what energy changes you have by changing your temperature can go a long way. So in the summer with your AC, the most energy efficient temperature is 78 degrees, which is kind of hard in Florida. It's, <laughs> it's very hot. hard. It's yeah. hot, right? And you know, what are seasons in Florida? I mean, it's right. almost 80 today. So you could right. have your AC on. Um, definitely a little difficult. And then for our winter or kind of colder days, whenever you have the heat on, Mm -hmm. the most energy efficient temperature for that is 68, which is a little more doable, but it's still, yeah, I saw your face. still a little cold. Yeah. And then, which is fine. You're welcome to set it to whatever you want. Everyone has different needs too. So, you know, if you're someone who needs a temperature at a different component, like do you, it's all for it. Um, Every degree off that point, 78 for your AC and 68 for your heat up or down can equal 4% of your utility bill. Oh, wow. So that's a kind of a fun fact for when you're changing your AC and heat. So I'll adjust those when I get home and I'll adapt. Yeah. (laughs) Even moving one degree off of what you're used to and kind of easing Mm -hmm. your way closer to those numbers, you can see a lot of savings and a larger carbon reduction as well. 
I'm definitely not perfect. Yeah, the, the heat <laughs> won't be so hard because I usually keep that at 70. So we're almost there, but that's that AC that, that'll get yeah, you. Yeah, really. In the summer. So we do have access to fans. You yeah. can use fans instead. I mean, there's other ways to achieve, you know, opening your windows, allowing fresh air to come in. So For there are sure. other ways to achieve it. Fans are really good. They are great at cooling people, not necessarily cooling rooms. So if you're leaving the house and you have a bunch of fans running, it's not going to do much That's for right. like you to come home to a great breezy house. Right. You might feel like it is, but while you're not there, it's not really We're doing, doing anything, much. Yeah. Right. No. Just <laughs> so while you're there, you can put using it, right. more energy, but um, it's definitely something to consider when you're in the room to use a fan, open a window. Florida's tough with that, but right. absolutely, <laughs> we'll try. Right, exactly. So like you said, heating and cooling, lighting, those are, those yeah. are big ones to start out with. Yeah, those are great ways to look at your home energy use, great places to start. And then you can get really more specific into looking at what do you have plugged into the wall, how many times you do loads of laundry, things like that. I tend to like just looking at heating and cooling and lighting because you can see a ton of reduction in that area. And then you get sort of to those, we call them the carbon toe prints, more on the smaller scale of the carbon emission side of things. And then I kind of like to jump over to look at other components of your carbon footprint. So yeah, we mentioned travel before. It's always helpful to kind of consider how you're getting to where you need to go. Right. Just different ways that you can achieve that. I'm all for taking flights, you know, expanding your knowledge for sure. You can't avoid it sometimes, but typically longer distance flights will actually have a lower carbon footprint. So if you're going somewhere, it's kind of like, go far away and go for a while, (laughs) which is pretty interesting. And then when you're looking at your food and different nutrients that you're receiving, there is that fact where cutting out meat and dairy Mm -hmm. can reduce your food carbon footprint by 50%. So that can see a large energy savings for sure. It's definitely interesting because the power of eating local and supporting local agriculture, yeah, has a huge difference in terms of carbon footprints where you can be a vegetarian be vegan if you're eating tofu that came from halfway across the world is that necessarily better than eating a grass-fed organic beef burger from down the street it it gets a little interesting with that just because in transport yeah for sure so everyone's different i wouldn't say that that's necessarily the way to go for that, but it comes with kind of considering what's important to your lifestyle, what works for you, what you have available. And I know local agriculture is great and really makes a difference for that. Oh, absolutely. I agree. We definitely want to support local agriculture. Like I said, we encourage people here all the time to visit their local farmers markets Mm -hmm. and, you know, to really support what you have going on in your community. So I do know, like I said, thinking about your organization, last year you guys had a huge event at Depot Park for Earth Day, and that was a huge huge thing that you guys had going on where you were really able to connect with the community, let them know who you are and what you do. What else do you guys offer here locally and in Gainesville for people to come in and figure out what you are and how they can get involved? And then do you guys have any, do you operate outside of Gainesville or do you have any partners that you partner with outside of Gainesville? Yeah, for sure. So we're based in Gainesville, Florida. We have partners all over the country. Kind of what goes along with how you said people can get involved with us. We host a variety of carbon offset and reduction projects. So that goes along with the process when someone's finally offsetting their carbon footprint with us and choosing to support these environmental good activities and projects going on around Gainesville and around different parts of the country. 
They can join us at native tree plantings. We also perform free of charge energy upgrades for low-income families. We work with landfills for landfill methane abatement, which is a little wow. less hands-on, a little right. less romantic. People like tr- planting trees with us, but it's super effective. Right. Landfill diversion projects, sustainable transportation projects. So all of those are ways that we will offset someone's carbon footprint. And then we also invite people to participate in them. So nice. it kind of further adds on to that sense of scale. So you can say, what's important to my carbon footprint? What is my carbon footprint equal? And then how many trees do I have to plant to offset that carbon footprint? What does it feel like to plant those trees? How many hours am I spending doing right. that? Kind of leaving that experience, you'll much have a better understanding for what it truly takes to offset a carbon footprint. And then you'll go home and generate a ton of carbon emissions super quickly. So (laughs) you kind of understand that a little more. People are always welcome to join us at those. We're kind of solidifying our volunteer calendar right now. But for anyone who's interested in coming out to one of those projects, you can go to weareneutral.com slash volunteer. We have a volunteer calendar there. And that's also where we'll host kind of our partner events, community events where you can find us. So I also recommend anyone follow us on social media at We Are Neutral on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You'll see different upcoming activities we have, those carbon reduction projects, ways they can participate, ways they can get involved with us on different initiatives. Also on our website, you can reach out to us for us to help you calculate and understand your carbon footprint. As I mentioned, we love walking through that process with anybody. So welcome you to reach out, even if offsetting your carbon footprint doesn't work right now for you. We often see people reach out and once they know their impact, they're able to reduce it efficiently. Then they might reach out in a year and say, all right, now I'm ready to offset it. I've kind of reduced it as much as I can and I want to support your projects and things like that. So definitely yeah, get in touch with us. Come see us. We'd love to work with everybody. That's amazing. Grace, you have been amazing today. You've given us so much information that I'm sure a lot of our listeners didn't know. Just like I said, on the simple things that we do every day that a lot of people just don't even consider really like, what am I doing and what impact this is have? It's, it's almost second nature. Like I said, you like you walk in the house, you flip on the lights, what you do, yeah. just things that come so naturally to us and to really be able to sit and think about, okay, how is this impacting the environment? And what is this going to do long term? Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, we constantly, um, as Isabel uh, knows we are always trying to educate people on just whether it's a, it's a large change or a small change, little things that you can do moving forward just to leave our planet in a better place for generations to come. So we appreciate you guys so much that we are neutral. We thank you so much for coming thank in today you. and yeah. educating our guests. And if there's anything that we can do help to help you guys moving forward, we'd love to do so and in any collaboration. So once again, thank for you sure. for coming in, yeah, Isabel. Thank, thank you, you for co-hosting. <laughs> you guys um, are awesome. As always, I'm your host, Jessica Stipe. If you have any questions, would like more information on this topic, you can contact us on our website, foginfo.org, or you can follow the direction of Grace and reach out to We Are Neutral. We thank you guys for listening, and this has been Fresh Take. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support.